Hello, welcome to Talking to the Mic, Season 1, Episode 11. Our guest tonight is longtime Ravenswood High School basketball coach. He has also been a football coach there, PE teacher at the middle school, I believe, and a teacher, and well-respected pillar of the community here in Ravenswood. And I want you to welcome Mick Price. Thank Can you, you hear me, Coach? Thanks, Mike. I appreciate being on with you tonight. Well, I appreciate you being on here, Coach. Uh, I know you have a lot to talk about, and we'll get right to it. And I know there's a lot of concern about COVID, as there well should be, but there's also some valid points to be made about not having stopped the basketball practice, not closing the gyms, uh, Alan Osborne was on last night and made a point of at least when they were kids were in the gym, he knew they were be taken care of and he knew where they were at. So I'm just going to let you run with your comments, coach. And when you're done, I will follow up. Well, first of all, Mike, I certainly appreciate you giving me an opportunity to speak on this. This is my passion. I love this. I love coaching. I love working with kids. And I have done this for years because uh, I don't think I've ever wanted to be anything else other than a coach. And I'd, I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world. I mean, I really am. I've been blessed and I appreciate the opportunity to do it. And we've had a lot of great success here at Ravenswood. And we've had some great kids and people come through our program. And uh, it's really been an honor, to, you know, to help represent them and to make our basketball program someone throughout the state that, uh, you know, People realize, you know, program down here, it's, they do more than just basketball. Uh, yeah, coach, coach, before you go any farther, let me say, I uh, forgot you, to mention you were a state champion coach. Okay, and, and, and what I want to make sure to tell you, too, is, you know, we've really got to take this pandemic serious, Mike, because we're at record numbers throughout the state. Uh, we've been red in Jackson County this week, and, you know, even if we started practice this week, as much as I don't want to do yard work like I've done for the last two days and chase them leaves all over Ravenswood and everything else, I would way, way rather be formulating a practice plan and tickle to death. It's the fastest two hours of my life when the kids are with me in the gym. I love it. I love the whole idea about it, and I'd, I'd rather be in there. But we would have been red, and we couldn't even have practiced if we'd wanted to. So that, that in itself is, it would have been a tough situation. So I'm glad that the governor and the health people of our state knocked the back to January 11th. I'm okay with it because if that's what we need to do and hopefully we can get a vaccine and hopefully we can get the numbers down and we can get control of it. If that's what we need to do, that's gotta be the top priority. Now, in the meantime, there needed to be a plan assembled for what we're going to do with kids in the meantime, because we cannot go eight weeks to stop what we're doing right now and you know all of a sudden we're going now all of a sudden you're going to go into practice because we've had kids all over the state preparing themselves for basketball lifting running conditioning playing in fall leagues coming into the gym getting shots up or whatever so our kids in Ravenswood was ready for their practices but I understand what happened now we cannot go eight weeks and then all of a sudden say, now you're going to start practicing again because now we're back to zero and that's not fair to the kids. So I'm hoping that the pandemic 
slows down, our numbers start going back down, and maybe the the information that coaches gathered and sent to the SSAC, and they sent it to the governor on Monday, hopefully he'll look at it and know that we really care about trying to help these kids during this period of time. And not only physically helping them, but mentally, because some of our kids are on remote learning right now, so they're not even in school. So hopefully it's a place that they can go and it will be safe wearing the mask. They can do, you know, ball handling. They can do shooting. They can do things like that with the mask on, using social distance, staying at different baskets. Whatever we can do to help these kids when it's safe to do it, I'm all for, I'm all for that. And hopefully we'll get to do that. So uh, as this pandemic, you know, hopefully goes down, maybe the governor will look at that and say, okay, we do need to do something like that. Hey, welcome back to segment two of Talking to the Mic. We've had a, a few technical difficulties on my end. Can you hear me, Coach? Oh, that sounds a hundred times better, Mike. I'm sorry. I was just I couldn't hear your questions. I understood. And in our first segment, we we talked about your concerns about things that were going on. And I my question was or comment was as a former athlete. You know, a coach means so much to you as a player. And when a guy like yourself speaks so highly of your players, of your program, and a player knowing that you're going to go to bat for him, even in a pandemic, means the world. And I'm sure your players uh, love you. I know a lot of your former players have nothing but good things to say about you. And what – what message would you send to parents, to to people that may not understand exactly what's going on in the schools? Or, you know, you know my sister-in-law, Rosemary Burdett. Yes, uh, great. A teacher at Ravenswood High School. Uh, you had my wife there at some point, I'm sure, Joan McCown. Yep. And so those people's safety, including your safety, are paramount to me. So – can you explain what's going on with that? Well, I, w- I would tell the parents. Now, I've tried to keep my players this week abreast about what's going on and what the SSAC is trying to do. And I know they had a board of directors meeting yesterday, and they're going to come out with some guidelines here uh, soon. And there should be a press release from the uh, SSAC coming out really soon. And, uh, and we've worked through Greg Reed, who's done a really good job of trying to make sure they got a little blindsided by this whole thing because they didn't know it was going to come down like this when uh, Governor Justice just all of a sudden said nothing until January 11th, and everybody was a little bit stunned, and I don't even think the SSAC even knew it. So that that kind of threw everybody off. But what I, what I would tell parents is hang in there with the kids. I mean, you know, be a parent. You've got these kids at home. I think you need to turn bad situations into positive situations. You've got them at home, and you need to make sure that you guys are having great family time and tell your son or daughter, whoever it would be, hey, get out and run today. Hey, have you done setups? you done push-ups? Have you got that jump rope hanging there? Go, get on it. Do things to keep yourself in condition so when it's time, it's not like you're starting over again. And, I, and I'd also say this is a great time as a parent for you to have family meetings with your kids. And everybody better start making their circles a whole Yeah, and like you, a whole bunch but, of people now. You can't be out with all your friends, so you really need to. You really need to just shrink the circle, 
know who you're with because you know, there may be people in your own family that may be, um, you know, highly susceptible to COVID and you could be, you know, spreading it. So you really got to pay attention to what's going on. And I would expect the, the parents to support that. And I think that and most of the parents would. And just for those high school athletes that are out there that might be listening, up and coming from middle school, uh, you hit on a great point. You, you have to stay in shape. When you get to the varsity level, you have to make the commitment. Now, you as a coach, when you roll that ball out there, whenever that may be, I'm sure you're going to pay attention to the guy that has put the work in. Still here, Coach. Okay. Uh, I didn't know if you could still hear me. You was going there for a minute. I didn't know. Go ahead and say that again. Yeah, okay. What I was saying was when you roll that ball out there for the first time, whenever that may be, as a coach, the varsity players need to put their work in. And when you roll that ball out there, are you not, as a coach, going to pay attention to the guy that has put his work in? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're, we have some kids that I can tell you right now, I was out here in the yard working and a couple of the kids that's on my team, I saw them running. I mean, you know, they can do that. I mean, you know, they, they can get out and they can run. They can do a lot of stuff to stay in shape. I mean, if there's nobody at the outside court, go over there and get some shots in. I mean, I know we can't use our gyms. I'm really hoping that the governor will take us seriously. And when this pandemic or whatever, allows coaches to go back into the gyms with the kids. I don't think there's anybody better to go back in gyms with than the coaches. And I think the coaches know these kids, and I think we've done a great job clear back in June doing everything right. Them come in, asking them questions, you know, making sure they haven't been around anybody, you know, that, uh, that has COVID, no illnesses, and then they're all wearing masks and to put the work in. And I, and I hope when things slow down that he'll allow us as both boys and girls to go back in the gym and then repeat the pods that we were doing. Bring six, eight kids in at a time and let them do shooting and ball handling and late, like do some lifting or conditioning stuff they want to. And then maybe as we get a little bit closer, if things are better, hey, give us some flex days. Give us some flex days where we can actually practice these kids, you know, a couple times a week or three times a week. We don't have to go every day, but that would really help. And I think it would help the mental health of these kids. And I think it definitely would help the physical health of these kids that they know that something's coming. So uh, that's why I was hoping so much that the SSAC would send something out here soon about how their season's going to look and what it's going to look like and what the dates are going to be, because that gives everybody hope. And one of the greatest things in the world is to have hope about something. Yeah, you got that right. And, and, you know, a point you make is there has to be some flexibility as we deal with this COVID pandemic uh, in the school system and the athletics, would you agree with that? Is that the point you were making? Coach. We got to tell you. I mean, I second, second or third week in November since my high school. part of what it is you're doing to take care of this pandemic first hopefully we get a vaccine out hopefully we get our first responders you know care of people and hopefully the nursing homes 
so that we can stop the spread of this thing and maybe get on top of it. And I think kids got to see that. Everybody, everybody would love to be in the gym. Uh, tobacco. I know in Jackson County, we're red this week. So, you know, that's terrible. I mean, we need to, we need to slow this infection rate down and that's got to be the priority. But in the meantime, if you're an athlete every day, you've got to make it a priority. Get up and do some sit-ups, get up and do some crunches, planks, whatever you can do. And we as coaches, and I know I'm not the only one during the, when, when the season, after our season was over and we knew the, and we knew the, the virus had hit and schools were shutting down, stuff like that. I was sending all kinds of stuff to my kids. Hey, here's what you can do when you're not in school. Here's things that you can, that you can do at home. Work on this till we can get together again. And I think kids are pretty receptive to that. Well, Coach, I'll tell you, folks, if you don't know Coach Price, he's a great guy, and he tells you how he feels. And before we sign off, Coach, is there anything else you want to add uh, concerning – I don't want to get you in no trouble – but if you want to talk oh. about the West Virginia SSAC or the governor's office or just anything. Uh, <laughs> You're giving me a platform to hang myself. I hear you. Well, I no, I, I'm just giving you the platform. <laughs> but well, Let me so, tell you this, Mike. This is what I want to say. This has got to be tough for everybody. I, I understand that the health people and the doctors that's making these decisions and in every health department in every county is trying to stay up with it. And of course there's that, you know, they have to go back and do contact tracing and then they got to make sure who's quarantined and how long they're quarantined and who's been tested. And I mean, I'm raking leaves. It's <laughs> easier. My wife's standing on the porch. I mean, there's still leaves over there. You need to get and stuff compared to what those guys are doing. They're doing an unbelievable job for our secondary schools activities commission. Those job and i'm going to tell you something right now mike it's not always been that the coaches throughout the state has really been on the same page as ssac because they don't think sometimes that they consider a lot of the things that the coaches want or needs i can't say this group this group is taking coaches needs and they have taken our needs and they've sent it you know when i first started calling around and last Friday, last Friday afternoon, Friday night, I had to talk two or three coaches off the bridge because they were ready to go. I mean, they were so mad and I get it. And so in the meantime, what I was, what I was saying to them is let's be patient for a minute. Let's, let's, let's not do anything radical. You know, don't be marching on Charleston or the Capitol. That's not going to, let's do it professionally. Let's go through the SSAC, let them do the job that they're supposed to do and let us give them the information and just hang in there for a little bit, be patient and try to see if we can't get it done that way. And that's what I think should happen. If we go about it, doing it the right way, I think we'll get more of it. I mean, you, you know, as well as I do, you can always catch things with honey a lot better than you can vinegar. So, you know, you got to make sure that you do. It. Don't. Go. They're trying to help us. And I know that they have done a great job of listening to our concerns because they because after the weekend, after I called all the coaches and asked them about what they wanted, Greg Regis said, Mick, why don't you compile that and send it to us and we'll see what we can do. Monday morning when they all met, they hadn't even met. Wayne Ryan and Bernie Dolan and um, Greg Reed hadn't even been together. They had volleyball going on. They had football playoffs going on. They were all over the place. When they met, they put our stuff together and they sent it to the governor. And I'm thinking... 
if that doesn't show you that there's a group of people up there that really cares about coaches and what they think, now we're just waiting on the governor to act on it. And I know he's been busy. I, and, uh, you know, when he gets to it, hopefully he turns and, and says, hey, to the SSAC and gives us some guidance on when we can start that stuff. But I think you have to go through those circles. So, you know, I just I just hope everybody remains patient and stays safe and does the things that they're supposed to do, because this is a this is something that we've never faced before. And this is something that we'll never forget. And I can't wait till it gets eradicated. And I can't wait to to get back in the gym with fans, because I know in Ravenswood, that's a big deal because we have great support here in Ravenswood for our basketball program. And, uh, you know, playing in the pit is a special night. And uh, I can't wait till it seems like normal. I don't even know what normal is now. And I, and I can't even wait till it seems like normal. And I just hope that everybody, all the coaches out there are patient and let everybody do their job. And then, you know, we'll make the best of it we can. I think we're going to try to have a season. I think in January 11th, we're going to try to have a season. That may look much like football where, you know, Jack is red and they can't play or somebody's gold and you can only play gold. That may look like that. So coaches are going to have to really – just kind of be patient because there's going to be some things that's not going to go our way. But um, we should just look forward to having a season because I don't want these kids to miss one. I know they missed baseball last year, and uh, you know, a lot of teams missed the end of the There could have been state championships there. We're just talking about the beginning of the season, and hopefully we can get something underway that everybody is in line with and everybody can do. And uh, I just uh, pray for all those people making these decisions because they've got so much on their plate. And I've got three daughters that's nurses, Mike. And, you know, I think about them every day. They're putting themselves in harm's way to help the public. And I couldn't be more proud of them, but I worry about them. And, uh, and I still worry about them because they're putting themselves in jeopardy every day to help the public. And so I think sometimes it's not about me. It's not about Mick Price. There's a lot of other people that, need to, that we need to put in front of us right now and help any way we can to do our part. And then maybe... If everybody does their part, hey, we may have a great season. Coach Mick Price, if you don't want an an honest answer, don't ask him the question because he will tell you what he feels. And I think what we take away from this last segment is perspective, Coach. We have to put things in perspective. And you made a great point of that. And We're blessed, man. We're, We're blessed. We've had a lot of great things happen to us. And, man, you know what they always say? The true character of a person is how you handle adversity. Everybody can lead the parade when things are going good, but when things go bad, where are you? And I don't want to be the complainer and the guy that's always bitching and moaning about everything. I want to be the guy that can help things. And I think by doing that, and I know I have experience here. You know, I'm not a young chicken no more, and I've seen a lot of stuff. But I think if everybody just puts everybody, everything in perspective in that this is bad and we'll get through it. But that doesn't mean that you as an athlete have to sit at the couch either and play Xbox. Get out, get moving, get running, make yourself strong. You know, you don't have to have a weight room in order to be strong. You know, so and, and I hope everybody got that in, in your podcast tonight because I, I'm so passionate about the game of basketball. I love it. I love working with the kids in it. And when we have it come back, I want it to come back the best it can. And I'm looking at, hey, we'll get this, the worst part of it over with. And then, man, it's downhill. Let's go. Let's get moving here. Yeah. And, Coach, you talk about basketball and high school sports. I loved it. I was known as a football player, but I love playing high school basketball. 
And I, I told this story last night. Coach Osborne brought it up. For those athletes that think about specializing or, or don't want to play football players that don't want to play basketball, listen to this little story. I was called out of class to meet with a college coach at Poca High School, the number two ranked South Carolina team. And as he started to reel the film on, that's how old we are. They still put film on, <laughs> on the projectors. Uh, I said, look, coach, I have to go. And he said, where do you have to go? I said, basketball practice. And he said, do you play or are you on the team? I said, I, coach, I'm a two-year starter, captain of this year's team. He stuck his hand out and had to run about 20 feet of film, and he said, I'd like to offer you a scholarship to South Carolina. There you go. See, so, I think sometimes uh, kids pigeonhole themselves, and I don't know if that comes from, you know, other things that they're in and all these people, you know, work out with this guy and you pay him $200. You think he's going to tell you you shouldn't be crossing over right there or you shouldn't be going behind your back in that crowd? Or you shouldn't be doing. No, he's not. He got your two hundred dollars. He's going to tell you how great you are. You're right. I think sometimes. I think sometimes. Let us as coaches. We let us have those kids and 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 try to help them through those situations. You know. And if they want to play another sport, hey, I played three sports growing up. I was a quarterback. I played basketball, and I was a baseball player. And I went to college, and I played. Ba- I was lucky. I I could play basketball and baseball at Fairmont State. And you know, I loved it. And that doesn't happen very often anymore because everybody's special. Tell our kids in Ravens that we're a small town. And if our best athletes aren't on the football field, we're not going to be very good. And if our best athletes aren't on the basketball court, we're not going to be very good. And if our best athletes aren't running track and aren't playing baseball, we're not going to be very good. Because your best people got to play. And if they think they're going to specialize, well, I've been here now for 42 years, and UCLA and Syracuse and Duke and North Carolina have never been in that gym. So, you know, I don't know where they think they're going to go. Maybe they can play it, you know flat run tech or something, but you know, <laughs> you should enjoy your high school experiences. You should make it. Not only you would tell you that, but most kids that have been through it, it's some of the greatest days of your life. It is what you go back. And when you go to a, a reunion or a family reunion and you have a bunch of people around, <clears throat> you're talking about the days when you play games. Say, I remember that night against farming. Remember that night against Fairview. We did this. Remember that when we was playing that sectional game? I mean, those are great memories. And I think sometimes, kids lose some of that stuff because they want to pigeonhole themselves into one thing. And I hope it works out for them, but sometimes it don't. Well, coach, I, I couldn't agree more and you've made some great points. And before we go, we have one more thing to talk about. Sure. For being my guest, you get to pick between box A and box B. Box A and box B? Correct. Uh, a. Okay, before I open A, let me open B and tell you that what you didn't win was <laughs> going to win something. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. What you didn't win was a trip to Michael Jordan's fantasy basketball camp, all expenses paid. <laughs> well, watch him at North Carolina when he first started, and all these through. So, you know, maybe I, I, my grandson might enjoy that. Well, you, that's what you didn't win, okay. Coach. I, okay. What, what you did win was an eraser that has been chewed on by Rosemary Burdett, the librarian at Ravenswood High School. And let me tell you something. That eraser has been used. She's one of the best 
teachers, kids at that high school are so lucky to have somebody like Rosemary. She's dedicated. She's loyal. She works hard at it. She's a very intelligent young lady. And Ravenswood High School is lucky to have someone of her caliber. She's a great one. I agree. And I think the world of her. Uh, she wouldn't, she'd think I didn't like her if I wasn't giving her the business. Hey, tell her to give me that pencil and I'll put it in my trophy case. <laughs> hey, I want to thank Mick Price for, for being on here and having a candid discussion about uh, what's going on with the upcoming fall season, his feelings, the coaches' uh, feelings, uh, how they're working with the WVSSAC, uh, trying to work through the governor's office. And uh, Mick, I hope to have you on again. Hey to talk about some other things. I've always enjoyed it, Mike, and I always enjoy you. You do a great job in promoting sports, and you always have, and you've been a stand-up guy, so anytime you ever need something from me, just pick up the phone, man. I'll be more than welcome to, to discuss anything with you. Appreciate you, Coach, and if I can ever help in any way, you feel free to call on me. Okay, call about nine. This has been episode. My wife wants me to get out of here and do more yard work. That'd be a good time. Well, I got one of them too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> This has been uh, episode 11 of Talking to the Mic with uh, my very special guest, Mick Price. And I've really enjoyed talking to him. And we will catch you later. Thanks, Mike.